I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 443 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest to bring you guys today. Don LaGreca is the co-host of the Michael K. Show on ESPN New York Radio. He has been with ESPN New York Radio since its inception. In fact, he was the very first voice that listeners heard when the station launched back in 2001. He also serves as the host of the New York Rangers pregame and postgame show. He is also the former host of the New York Jets pre- and postgame shows, and he is currently hosting a podcast of his own along with his brother Dave called It's a LaGreca Show, which launched at the beginning of this year. The link to that is in today's show notes. Don is famous for going on his LaGreca rants. He has one of the best and recognizable voices in all of radio. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Don LaGreca will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's conversation with Don LaGreca was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and if you enjoyed today's podcast, you may want to go back and check out some of my other interviews with radio personality dads that I've had on the podcast here, including Sid Rosenberg, who hosts Bernie and Sid in the Morning on 770 WABC. Greg T., who was on the Z Morning Zoo on KTU for many years before now hosting his own radio show along with Carolina called Carolina with Greg T. in the morning. Those episodes and others are available in the archives of the podcast to listen to at your convenience. And make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. I got some bangers coming your way soon. If you're enjoying the podcast here, please consider leaving me a rating or review wherever you tune in. It does go a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. I'm going to be right back with Don LaGreca. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, my pillow has got so much more to offer than just the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. But don't just take my word for it. Here's my wife to tell you her favorite product from MyPillow. Honey, what is it? Well, I love all the MyPillow products, from the robe to the towels. But my absolute favorite, hands-down product, is the MyPillow mattress topper on our king-size bed. I have the best sleep since owning that topper. It's like sleeping at a spa resort, and I can't wait to sleep on it tonight. And I look forward to seeing you there tonight. And let me tell you something right now, guys. Happy wife, happy life. And this mattress topper has been a game-changer for me. That's a guarantee. And speaking of guarantees... All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save up to 66% off. That's right, up to 66% off your order using my promo code FATHERHOOD. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD to save up to 66% off or use the 800 number. That's 1-800-875-0219, 1-800-875-0219, and your savings will be applied instantly. Visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code FATHERHOOD, and save up to 66% off your order at MyPillow. Joining me now, First Class Father, Don LaGreca. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, my pleasure, man. How you doing? Doing very well. Um, let's get it kicked off like this here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Um, I have twins, a boy and a girl, and on February 5th, they'll be three years, two months. 
Wow, very cool. Did, did you guys um, find out what you were having beforehand, or did you do like a gender reveal, or you wait till the end to find out? Uh, no, we didn't have a gender reveal. But we um, we knew. We knew what we were going to have. We knew what we were getting into. It was great. Yeah, you, you knew you were getting one and one. So you guys are all done here, or are you going for any more? No, that's it. I'm 52, going to be 53. So I, I, I think that's enough. I, I had him when I was 49 years old, and we, we both kind of knew that this was going to be it. So the fact that we had two was great. Yeah, yeah. My father uh, had me when I'm, I'm the youngest of seven altogether. My father was 50 years old when he had me. So uh, I know a little bit about the scene there. If you could, Don, please just take a second here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, I work on the Michael K. Show. I'm the co-host of that from three to seven on 98.7 ESPN New York. It's also on the Yes Network. I do the pre and post for the New York Rangers and I fill in for Kenny Albert doing play by play. He misses about 40 games a year because he does Knicks. He does uh Fox uh, football, he does NBC hockey, so that uh, between those uh, two things, it keeps me really busy. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, you, you've had an extensive radio career here, Don. Now, you, you just mentioned that you became a father at 49, so um, along this journey of yours here, how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Well, just it put the priorities all in a different order, right? I mean, I, I was telling people, the thing that I was looking forward to most having children was I was going to finally have somebody else to worry about besides myself you know you spend your entire life and you're married you got your wife but it's not like she needs you the way kids need you you know so you've got your, your priorities before you have kids or what are you going to have for dinner <clears throat> very career oriented you know what am I going to do about this job and then when you have kids all that just doesn't matter it dissolves into into the 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 background I mean all that stuff is still important but now something that was not in your life becomes the most important thing. I mean, how are they feeling? Uh, what do they need? And just putting your priorities in order is, is really just been, it's been great. I mean, I, I really love doing that, you know, to being able to think about something other than what you need to go through is just having to live for them. And, and with the age that they are, you know, they need you for everything, you know, and that's great. And you start to see your influence on them, which blows you away. They start talking the way you talk. They start acting the way you act. And that's what just makes it so, so much fun. So great. So th to answer your question, it just, it, it's putting the priorities in a, in a different order, in a better order. Yeah. Well said, Don. And, and, and now you, you obviously, you, you've been doing the, the Michael K show for a long time here and you've been into the routine. So I know, you know, the first, first child, you start with that, that sleep <clears throat> disruption, you're up a lot longer. They, how did and having twins is you know double the pleasure. So how did it come yeah. in the beginning? How did that kind of affect your radio career? Did did you go into some more Don LaGreco rants early on in this whole thing? How did it all work out? It's actually and Michael's accused me of this, and 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 I guess there's some truth to it. That I think there's less rants because those things don't aggravate me as much because they just don't seem as important, you know, about you know wins and losses and things that are going on in sports. So it kind of mellowed me, I think. Uh, as far as the sleep is concerned, it's been devastating. I'm a guy that would like sleep till noon before the kids, you know, stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning, take that lap around uh, the TV channels and then get caught in Goodfellas at two o'clock in the morning and staying up until four to watch it. Those days are long gone. So getting up early with them. Um, so that's kind of changed me into more of a morning person going to bed early. So that's that's been the biggest adjustment for me. Um, but uh, otherwise, the thing with the twins, I tell people it's they do everything together. So you know, they, unfortunately they get sick together. They get, they're hungry at the same time. So yeah, it's double the work, but it's not, it's not as crazy. There's a lot more order to it. So 
maybe when they get older, things will be different. But I think people that have like a five-year-old and a two-year-old, there's two different planes you got to be on. But at least for me, with them being the exact same age, it, it, everything's happening in the same time. So it's not that bad. Yeah, that's a good point. I, my, I have four kids myself. My older two are only 15 months apart. And it was like that. Uh, dealing with the two of them, they were on two different schedule sets. So it was, uh, you know, a little bit different there. And then throwing the third one in really kind of threw us for a loop that first year felt like one day. All right. So then uh, what would you say, Don, are the uh, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids here as they grow up? Uh, to, to care about themselves, to, to care about each other is the main thing, not care just about yourself. And that's what I really feel like so proud as a father when my daughter's crying and, and Marco, my son, comforts her or my my daughter says, what's wrong, Marco, when he's having a fit? That's just make that that makes me feel so good because I, I want them to be able to care about other people. I, I want them to to realize that it's not just about you. It's about other people. And so when they start caring about everything that's going on, I mean, it's a crazy world. I mean, I, I keep thinking about that all the time, about the kind of world I brought them into. And it's so easy to be selfish and only think about yourself, but to care about other people, care about the direction that the world is going into. Those are the things, those are the values I want to instill in them to just not think about yourself because it's so easy to do that. Make yourself feel good. Um, Only worry about what what your problems are. So that's what I want. I want them to be able to care about everything that's happening, care about each other. Uh, That's the great thing about twins is they're going to school together. They're with each other. You know, so the play dates aren't necessarily as important because they got they, they have somebody that's with them all the time. And we put them in the daycare. We didn't really have to because my wife doesn't work, but we did it because we want them to be able to socialize with other kids and and be, become friends with other children. And that's what I want to make sure is that they that they get along with other people, that they're not so stubborn like their father is. And I'm right and you're wrong and all that. And that's what I'm hoping that I can really get them to to just believe that you know care listen to other people care about other people's problems look at things through other people's lens it's early now but i'm hoping i can get that going for them as they get older yeah good stuff don you mentioned they're putting them in uh like uh you know daycare or something like that i know that the, the coronavirus here has really uh changed the way we do everything my kids home from school back to school home again and it's uh, you know we the social distancing we got kids wearing masks yours are three years old so for them it's kind of like they're growing up now thinking that that's a normal thing that everyone walks around with masks. So I'm curious to see how that affects these kids like yours that, that eventually are growing up through this. How has the quarantine been with you with the two twins? Have you been able to uh, get them out, get them socialized, or have they been pretty much locked down? Well, they were locked down. Um, I guess they closed down a daycare. I believe it was March 17th. They didn't open it up again until September. So, <clears throat> but I've got a five-year-old nephew that we watch uh, occasionally. So he's been able to come over. So the pandemic has actually been very good for the family, getting to spend more time with my kids. I've been able to work from home, so I'm with them a lot more. And I look at the pictures of when the pandemic started to now, they're like different people. Because you don't realize 10 months for a three-year-old is a long time. And I've been able to see all of that without, I haven't had to travel with the Rangers. I haven't had to go into the city every day, coming home, you know, 8, 8.30 when they've already been in bed. So I got to see them more. Um, they've been able to interact with um, my uh, my nephew, Declan. So that helped because um, his mom had to work during the pandemic. So with daycare and schools closed, he stayed with us. So that really helped the interaction tremendously. 
And since they've been going back to daycare, everything's fine. They're wearing their masks. They're doing a good job that way. So, and they're young. They're too young to understand what's going on. We haven't had to really explain to them what, what what's taking place. They So they kind of just follow directions. But overall, you know, I, I feel bad for people that have lost their jobs and people that have really been devastated by this pandemic. But for me, uh, the pandemic has really given me a chance to stay uh, closer with my family, which has been tremendous. Yeah, that's definitely been one of the silver linings through all this. I think a lot of people got a chance to really reconnect with their family, especially people that are out always traveling, uh, like you said yourself there. Uh, and one thing I'm curious, Don, at the beginning of this pandemic, when all the sports were all locked down, what was that like for the sports radio world there, where all you do is cover the sports and you had nothing really going on? What was it like during that time in the beginning where every, all the sports were kind of canceled? It was, was actually it? a lot of fun. Because the great thing about our show is that we're very eclectic with our tastes and we kind of veer off of sports quite a bit during the show. So it gave us a chance to really have a lot of fun and be creative. We came up with top fives. We came up with uh, a trivia contest. Uh, We came up with like telling stories from our past. I actually thought it was kind of fun. It got a little monotonous towards the end, like, you know, four months without sports. But we also caught some breaks, right? Tom Brady went to Tampa during that time. The NFL still had their draft. When sports going to come back um, was always a topic of conversation. But we got through it because I think our show kind of veers to different things and we were ready for that. So in, in some ways, I really I, I really enjoyed it because instead of being stuck having to talk about certain topics, we were able to kind of do whatever we wanted to do. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. I think a lot of people had to get innovative. One thing for me, a lot of people that I was trying to book interviews with became suddenly available because everyone's plans got canceled. So it kind of helped out in that way, too. So there were some pretty cool side effects to it. But pulling it back into you as a dad here, Don, for a second. Um, I know that they're young yet, three years old, but what type of disciplinarian are you so far as a dad? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? And, And is it a lot different than the discipline that you grew up with? All right, dads, if you're looking for a great night's sleep, you have got to get a MyPillow. Guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. There's a reason why MyPillows are flying off the shelf, and that's because it is a first-class product that's made right here in the United States of America. And the comfort doesn't stop with just the MyPillow. Check out MyPillow.com, and you'll see a whole wide variety of comfortable products, such as towel sets, Giza Dream Sheets, mattress toppers, MyPillow bathrobes, pajama sets, and so much more. You guys have heard my interview with First Class Father and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell right here on the podcast. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save up to 66% off their orders. That's right, up to 66% off on MyPillow.com by using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Or simply call 1-800-875-0219 and your savings will be instantly applied. Don't go another night without a MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD or call 1-800-875-0219 and save up to 66% off your order on MyPillow. Um, I know that they're young yet, three years old, but what type of disciplinarian are you so far as a dad? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? And, and is it a lot different than the discipline that you grew up with? I don't I don't know. I need help. I need I need I need to be counseled on this because my father was not a hitter. I did not get spanked as a child, but my father was my father could bench press 500 pounds. He was a brown belt. My father looked at me and I just got scared. And that was enough. to You know, but he never laid a hand on me. But I knew if he ever did, I'd be in trouble. So I do not spank them, but I feel like yelling at them is counterproductive because it just kind of scares them. They don't really understand. But part of the not understanding is they're too young. You can't 
you can't talk to them either because they don't understand it. So I'm kind of in a I'm no man's land where I just don't really know what's the most effective way to do it. Um, I guess I guess having a, a harsher tone is the best way. But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes my patients get so afraid that I end up finding myself screaming <laughs> And I don't know if that's a good thing that I don't want to scare them, but I also want to make sure that they don't do what they did again. You know, my daughter loves to take a pen and, and, and paint the couch. If I, if I go, you don't do that. She giggles. She doesn't understand. If I yell at her, she cries and screams. And I I'm just kind of really, it's really been difficult. I'm still trying to feel my way on what's the most effective way. I don't think hitting them is, is a good thing. Um, but I still have to figure out some effective way. They've been great kids, so there's been few and far between situations where I've had to discipline them. But I guess just a harsher tone is the best way. But sometimes my frustrations get the worst of me, and what a harsh tone ends of me like screaming at the top of my lungs, which I don't want to do either. So I'm still trying to figure that out. My wife's my wife's got it. She's she's able to be patient and and, and talk to them harshly. She doesn't lose it. I, I lose it too easy. It's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I would just say it's just because you don't want it to get diluted to like where you, they always take that uh, that harsh tone. Like I say, uh, you want them to be able to listen that they're walking in the parking lot and there's a car backing up and you yell. They listen like that's one of the things that uh, I have the four of them. They all respond differently to different uh, discipline styles. So uh, one of the things I've done with my kids is uh, there's a book, um, The Five Love Languages, which a lot of people suggest for like couples to read and, 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 and to do. I've done it with my kids as well. This way I kind of get an inside look at how they give and receive love and how they respond to it. So that was very helpful for me. And I just want them to take my tone uh, as the authoritarian tone, not a not a suggestion. When I say, hey, guys, time to come up for dinner. It's time to come up for dinner. I'm not saying, hey, if you feel like coming up for dinner, come on up. It's it, it, This is what we're doing. You know, so uh, I'm still learning myself here, Don, as I go along. And each one responds differently. So. Um, and, and then how about as far as the bedtime routine? Are you a, a storyteller, a book reader? Are you putting on the greatest hits from Michael K to put him to sleep? Are you a lullaby <laughs> guy? How do you get him to sleep? That's where they're different. Like my daughter loves to be read to. She brings the book and read. He's just a maniac, jumping off of everything, throwing himself in everything. And he he's going a thousand miles an hour until he just passes out. So like she'll she'll kind of mellow down, sit down. I'll read a book to her. Um, my mom gave me kind of a Bible for kids, which kind of just gives like treetops on some of the stories. And, and I read that to her and then she'll kind of drift off to sleep. My son is like crazy running around, jumping, falling on his head, spinning around. And I'll just pick him up, put him in the crib and then bang, he's out. Right. So he doesn't seem to respond to any storytelling at all. So my wife will try to read to my daughter and I'll kind of run and play with him and try to get his aggressions out before he falls asleep. So it's kind of been that that's one thing where they're really different. He wants to play hard right till the bitter end. And she just wants to kind of slowly kind of wind down with a nice story. So that's why it's good that, that I'm home so that I can take care of her. My, my, my wife can take care of him. Although the reverse is better because my wife's not really into all of the, um, the MMA kind of stuff that my son seems to be finding himself in right now. So that's where it's been a little bit of a juggling act. Yeah. I know you're big into the pro wrestling. I just had AJ Styles on the show here. I know you, do you put the Royal rumble on? Are you trying to get him into the wrestling there? Well, that's the thing. That's my brother. I don't get the wrestling at all, but I do the show with Peter 
Uh, Rosenberg, he's a big wrestling fan. My brother does a wrestling show called Busted Open on Sirius XM. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But um, whenever my brother is uh, with, with my son, that's when he starts, like, flipping him upside down. Say, like, I'll break your back and make you humble. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> like, the, you know, the Iron Sheik and all that. But it's I, – so I don't really get into the wrestling, but we do wrestle, which is – it because I'll, 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 I'll be on the ground, and he comes, like, charging at me, and I'll lift him up and – like put him back down on his back and try to pin him. And then he'll like find a way to get back out and start uh, running at me again. It's, it's, it's a lot. It gets the aggression out. He, he sometimes he's a little too aggressive. I got to try to stop him. He's, he doesn't punch other people, but he likes punching me. So I got to try to sometimes calm him down from there, but we do get very physical, which is, which is a lot of fun. He seems to do, seems to really like that a lot. <laughs> and, you, and you mentioned your brother. Did. I know you got the, uh, the YouTube show. You got, it's a LaGreca show. What was the genesis of that, uh, and, and what can uh, the listeners expect when they tune in? Well, the great thing about this is that, you know, uh, you know, my brother is somebody that I'm very, very close to. And even though we have different tastes, he's a wrestling fan, and I'm not. You know, he's not as much a sports fan as I am. But we have a lot of the same sensibilities. And we'd talk on the phone, and we'd start getting into, like, these debates. And the, the, the things that we share in common are... We're not easily embarrassed and we never give up on a fight. Like if I get into an argument with you, even if I'm dead wrong, I'll just still keep coming at you. And like this could maybe work for a show because these these conversations are so entertaining. So I've worked with my brother in the past. He's been a producer on some of my shows, but now he's become a talent himself. So a, a chance for us to do something together is great. And we've gotten into some great debates. Um, we've got we come up with these top fives. We came up with the top five guilty pleasure movies. <clears throat> we we ranked all the Rocky movies. We debated on whether um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, so we've had uh, some really good and really interesting conversations, and so it's been fun. It's not really about sports. It's kind of just about everything, and it's been such a pleasure to get a chance to work with him. It's been great. Yeah, I'm going to drop a link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can tap it, get over there and check it out. What, what's next for you here then, Don? I know we're at the beginning of the new year here. We got it still up in the air on what's going on pandemic wise and stuff. But what kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Well, right now, it's just trying to be the best father that I can be. Um, continue to, The Michael K. show has been great. Continue to have that happen and focus on, on hockey. Um, it's interesting, like I mentioned before in the beginning of the show, that the priorities change. And when I, before the kids, everything was, how do I get better? How do I move up in the business? How do I try to get a better contract and all that? But really, I'm so satisfied with my career right now. And so everything about like what's next really is more family oriented than it is business oriented. You know, getting ready for the kids. Pretty soon they're going to be going to school. And we just had to make a decision the other day about having the kids go full time to daycare. They were going three days a week. But I thought it was important for them to get to go five days so that they could be prepared when they make the transition to go to school. Um, so those those seem to be the priorities for me is just getting the family uh, in order, getting the kids moving in the right direction, making sure that they're starting to to learn because it can't all be playtime. Like in the beginning, it was all playtime. But now we spend a lot more time trying to get their numbers, trying to get them to to understand their colors and their shapes and all that. So that's what I find the, the little victories in life always seem to be about their successes. You know, before it was about my success, what was happening with my career. Now 
I'm just as proud and happy when, like today, finally Marco was able to, to count one through. We showed him the flashcards, and he was able to uh, do one through seven. You know, and that that gave me the same kind of pride as if I landed a new job or, or called a great Ranger game. So to answer your question, it's really just about getting them on the straight and narrow, getting them moving in the right direction. So that's where my focus pretty much is once this pandemic is over. Yeah, good stuff. And you probably touched on it right there. But the last thing I want to hit you with here, Don, is uh, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Um, just just have patience. Um, things do not go the way you plan them all the time. They kind of dictate the way it goes. So just have patience. That's very important. Um, try uh, Try to get as much sleep as humanly possible because you don't – that's the thing. It's so easy to kind of forget about yourself, like I was mentioning before, but you're not good to anybody if you get yourself sick or you're run down. So just try to make sure that you take advantage of the me time that you have um, because you're all consumed with the kids. Try to carve out a little time for your significant other. Like for me and my wife, it might seem very simple, but once the kids go to bed, we've always got shows on the DVR. We'll watch we'll watch the shows, watch the news, then kind of go to bed. So just make sure you got some time for yourself something to look forward to because if you make it all about the kids then you then you could it could hurt the relationship and kind of hurt you physically and mentally so make sure you do carve out even if it's a little bit of time where it's just about you it's just about your wife it's just about your significant other um but those are the two things i'd say just have the patience because they're going to kind of do things on their own time and uh i think they're not going to adjust to you as much as you're going to have to adjust to them so make sure you have that patience yeah, well said. I, I love the message. It has been an honor for me. I got to say, Don LeGrecker, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Oh, my pleasure, man. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Don LeGrecker for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you check out Don's podcast along with his brother Dave. It's a LeGrecker show. The link to their podcast is in today's show notes. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out all the upcoming guest announcements here on First Class Fatherhood. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Alec Lace. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Your half-truths and tales, as tall as a tree, I saw feeling.